Good morning. Well, I'm excited about uh, the word that I'm bringing today. It's a continuation of the series He Came With morning. So I want to continue this series, He Came With. And really the gist of this whole series, and this is just going to be for a few minutes, but this whole series has really been about the gifts and the things that Christ came with when the Father sent Him that really are a benefit to you and to me. What I know is, and I believe you know this as well, and if so, please confirm with a nod of the head or an amen, but Christ did not come empty-handed. Is that a true statement? We believe Christ did not come empty-handed. Is that right? There's no way that the Father sent His Son all that He had, knowing He was going to die on a cross, and sent Him for no good reason. But with Him, gifts came. With him, opportunities came. In fact, say this with me. With him, gifts were sent. Opportunities were sent. And with those gifts and with those opportunities and with those moments, those whatever he possessed when he came, within him, everything was present that you and I could ever possibly need to have a good and right and healthy and wholesome relationship with the Father. Everything was in him for us to do that. Now, I realize that in life, what we do is we get caught up in life. We get caught up in busyness. We get caught up in business. We get caught up in the, the here and the there. We get caught up in the Snapchats and the Instagrams and the TikToks and the whatever else is out there now. I, there's other things that I, I don't even know. But whatever it is, we get caught up in those things. And somehow, those things become so important to us that if we're not careful... The things that Christ came with to really bring true change get lost in the shuffle, get lost in the mix. I want to remind us this morning of just a couple things that Christ came with that really give us an opportunity to lay hold of everything that is within him. Man, that's what I want. I want to lay hold of everything that is within the Father, and I want to get a hold of that, and I don't want to miss one thing. If God sent his Son so that you and I could be redeemed back to the Father, if it was important enough for Him to redeem the first Adam who failed by sending a second Adam, His Son, if it was important enough for Him to do that, I want to recognize that importance. I want to recognize it, and I'm going to use the word we spoke of a moment ago. I want to be awakened to all the reasons He sent His Son. Let me tell you what Christ did not do. He did not come for this reason only, to save you from sin. I just want that to sink in for a second. I just want you to think about it, consider it for a second. Remember, consider is the strongest word in the English language. It makes us consider, it makes us think about what we just heard and come to a conclusion, hopefully the right conclusion. But Christ was not sent only that you and I could be saved from sin. If that were true, he would not have brought with him healing. And he would have said to the woman with the issue of blood, I have no interest in healing you. All I want to do is save you. If all he came to do was to set us free from sin, he would not have said to the wife of the, to the mother of the disciple, she's not dead, rise up. He would have said, you're dead, and you're going to stay dead, because I came to forgive sins, and that's it. 
it's right to say the most important thing, the most potent part of him was that part of him that redeemed us from sin so that we could be reconciled to the Father. But listen, he healed people who had not even been saved. He did miracles in people's lives that had not yet received him. He fed people on a seashore, thousands of people. Many of those thousands had not yet received him as the Christ. They simply came to hear a good message, and while they heard the good message, they also got fed a good meal. But his most important gift is that he redeems us from our sinful nature. He doesn't just, and that's another message I, could pre, I have preached and I need to preach it again. But he doesn't just redeem us from sin. He redeems us from a sinful nature. So that we don't have to walk around saying, I'm still a sinner. I'm saved, but I'm a sinner. Because those two things can never happen together. I don't want to go there right now. We'll go there another time. Because I'm not a sinner. I'm a son. He, we cannot say, I, gotta, I just got to spill this part. We cannot say he redeemed me from sin, and yet I'm going to tell everybody we're all sinners. Somebody's lying. Either God's lying, or the preacher lied, or we're lying. God doesn't lie. How'd you like that, Southerns? <laughs> he doesn't do that. He just doesn't. I was talking to some folks from Alabama this morning and it kind of rubbed off. <laughs> Didn't just come to redeem us from sin, he came to, came to redeem us from our sinful nature. And when he came, he came with many other gifts as well. Right. He heals, he sanctifies, he delivers, he sets free, he opens blind eyes, he makes lame people run and leap like deer. He causes deaf ears to hear again and hear the voice of God. He doesn't just cause deaf ears to hear so that they can hear your voice. He causes deaf ears to hear so they can hear God's voice. Are you with me this morning? So he came with, he came with. I want to talk about this today. I don't want to talk about what he came with that's so important to you and me today, especially some of you that might be listening online, some of you that might be in this room and you're, you're, you're sorting out in your world, how much of God do I really want in my life? How important... Is he? What, how much of my life should he take up? Now, somebody might say, well, no, you know, I, I wouldn't. I, I think he should take up my whole life. And again, I'll tell you this thing that I hate when people say this. I don't like, hate's a strong word, but it's the right word. And I don't like it when people say God first, then family, then church, then whatever. I, I hate that because it's so not true. It's not God first and family because he doesn't want to be more important than my family. And he doesn't want my family more important than him. God takes up a whole different place in my life. I'll never serve my family like I serve God. He's not asking for you to divide up your person. Make sure that your family doesn't get into my space. What kind of God would do that? Make sure that your job doesn't get into my space. What kind of God would do He doesn't do that. He says, if I'm all in you, everything else can fit within me, in you. Another, another time. But he came with, so I want to talk about this today because I, it's important to me that we understand that what the Father wants to do in us, what he wants to do in you and me, is he wants to uh, help us to come to the place where what we do, we do on our own from our own will. 
He came with choice. He came with choice. Nicholas Coday said something this morning when I was not here, but when I came here and I told them what I was going to be talking about, all the, the team this morning, um, they shared with me something that Nicholas said. Nicholas, where's Nicholas? Nicholas, what was it you said this morning about choice? That's exactly right. Society's going to try to get us to make, we're always going to be, we're always going to have choices. Society's going to try to get us to make the choices they want. But if we will make the choices that Yahweh wants, God wants for you and me, we will make the right choice. The right choice is what the Father wants for you and me. How many would agree with that? Lift your hand. So he has a choice and he's given us choices and he's letting us choose. And so today I'm hoping that by the end of this, you will choose well and consider well the choices that you have made. So let's begin with this. Let me start with a saying. We were created from the very beginning to choose. From the very beginning of time, and I'm going to read this to you in a moment. But from the very beginning of time, we were given the opportunity to choose. The choices we make reveal what our heart loves and desires. The choices I make every day will reveal what my heart loves and what I'm passionate about. Now, I can tell you, I never try to sling condemnation like a whip because that's not my intention or my purpose because I want to give you hope. But I can tell you that if it's more important to me to check my TikTok scroll or account or whatever it is than it is for me to talk to the Father this morning then I got to tell you that my choice probably isn't going to lead to life. Because the choices we make reveal what we're passionate about. And our choices at the end of the day, when they're all put together, the sum of those choices should say, man, I'm passionate about the Father and I'm passionate about His will. And this morning, I want us to be awakened to the kinds of choices that we're making, not to throw condemnation on anybody, but to awaken us so that we can say, wow, I didn't even realize I was doing that. And now I know that I'm doing that and I want to repent and I want to correct it today. I want to get my choices, make sure that the ones that I'm making are the most prudent for the purpose and will of God. Amen? Amen? So Christ wants us to love and desire Him and to choose Him. So He came with choice and in that He wants us to choose Him because He did something that is super miraculous, Alex, and He chose us first. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, I want to begin, I want to read verses 4 and 5, and it says this. said, even as He chose us in Him, this is so incredibly, incredibly cool. Jill, because you were so excited this morning and so energetic, I've got to tell you this, because you're, you're the kind of person that will shout, and I want to hear a good shout in a minute. <laughs> even as He chose Jill in Him, before Jill was born, before, listen, before that's it oh that's better yeah she was like <laughs> better before the foundation of the world he chose you Yes, before the foundation of the world, He chose you. Why? 
Because he was setting an example. He chose you because before the foundation of the world, before you were even born, before you were a twinkle in your mother's eye, you were already a twinkle in his. He chose you before the foundation of the world because he knew that you were coming and he knew that when you came, he, needed, he wanted you to have an example of what choosing right looked like. So he wants you to know today that when he chose you before the foundation of the world, he chose right. About five of you are getting what I'm telling you right now. Before you breathed your first breath, committed your first sin, went to an altar and asked him to forgive you, before you did anything wrong, before you robbed that candy bar from the shelf... You did whatever it is that you did. It's a true story. My wife set an elementary school on fire. But God has forgiven her. The county has not, but God did. And by the way, she didn't do that last week. That was like when she was a child, okay, just so you know. <laughs> it was two weeks ago. <laughs> but he was setting an example. And he said, I want you to understand something. If you choose right, it will go right. Somebody needs to say that with me this morning. Say, if I choose right, it will go right. And I'm going to tell you, that is the truth today. If you choose right, it will go right. So before the foundation of the world, the father said, I chose Sam, I chose Steve, I chose Alex, I chose whomever, I chose you. He said, before the foundation of the world, Gregory, he chose you. And he said, I chose you because I wanted to show you that I choose well. And when I choose well, my expectation is that well will follow the choice. So even as he chose us in him before, before, everybody say before. Before the foundation of the world. I just think that's so fantastic. He chose me before the world was even formed. He already knew that I was going to be the right choice. Even though so many people have told me I was the wrong choice. <laughs> so many have said, you're the wrong choice. Bad choice. Man, God really messed up. No, he really didn't. He showed me that if he chooses well, well will be, it will be good. Mm, like it. Before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as slaves. What is it? Son. Remember what I said a moment ago? You can't say, God redeemed me from sin and I'm still a sinner. That's stupid. I uh, know. Parents tell me, don't be careful what you say. I'm sorry, parents, for all the kids. <laughs> kids are over there. Can't say he redeemed me from sin and I'm still a sinner. No. He said, I in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons, not as sinners. For adoption to himself as sons by way of Jesus Christ. According to the purpose of his will. It was his will. I love that. I love that in God's blueprint, he said, in a few millennia, this dude named Steve Parker is going to be born. And a lot of people are going to think that it was out of order, out of place, out of time, by mistake. It was all of whatever you want to call it. What they don't know is what I know. And if they knew what I knew, they would know that he was right on time. 
(laughs) And I love him because I know what he's going to do. He's going to lay hold of the horns of the altar. And he's going to say, Father, what is your will and purpose? And he's going to lay hold of that. And he's not going to let go. And that's what he says about you. Now see, but we get to choose. Even in the middle of all of that, we get to choose. Now I could choose to line up with all of those choices that other folks have made. All those things that people said I am. I could choose. I could choose to say, you know what, I'm going to believe what Christ is saying about I'm going to believe that he was smarter than them when, since he sowed seeds of life into me before the world was even created. See, flesh was not on man until the earth was created. But the spirit that flesh was applied to was alive before he even said on the first day, let there be. <laughs> Man, this is good. And I hope you get it this morning. hope you're getting it this morning. So the choices, I had to choose. How do I line up just like you? I'm losing my voice. That roar, 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 man. I mean, we have to do that at the end of the service. <laughs> roar. <laughs> I have to choose. What am I going to do? He brought choice. He brought to me the opportunity to accept what he says about me or to accept what others say about me. He brought me choice. But he reminds me in that. He reminds me before you even existed, before the world even existed, I brought you something. The second thing I want to talk to you about is choice is a currency. Everybody say choice is a currency. Jesus offers a young man a choice in Matthew chapter 19, verses 21-22. I want to read to you. I think this is really cool. Jesus says to this young man, he said, If you would be perfect, then go and sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and then come and follow me. Now, we get in our mind because we're, we have an Adam nature that is a part of us as much as the Christ nature. We still have some of Adam in us. We deal with that little piece of Adam every single day. And so in our mind's eye, what we see when we see this, Christ saying to this guy, if you want to be perfect, then go and take everything because he's wealthy and sell everything that you possess and I want you to give it to the poor and then you will have treasure in heaven. Come follow me. In our mind, we think to ourselves, what would I do? My watch is telling me again that my heart rate is up. (laughs) I got to turn that thing off. So he says to this kid, this young man, he says, I want you to go and I want you to sell it all. I want you to give it to the poor and then you can follow me. And then what does the young man do? He doesn't do any of that. That's my Alabama slang again. He doesn't do any of that. He walks away. He doesn't follow Christ. Now see, our mind says to us, we ask ourselves, what would I do if, if I were asked? In fact, I'm going to ask. Whatever you have today. Now some, it might be easier for some than others. Not because you have more or less than someone else, but because in your heart, your faith is at a place where you just absolutely believe Christ. But let me ask you this. In fact, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I won't ask you to raise your hand. How many of you right now, if you believed in your heart, God said, sell everything that you've got, give it to the poor so that you can follow me. How many believe you would make that choice? You would do it today. Don't raise your hand. Don't wink your eye. Don't scratch your nose. Now, how many are willing to say that you would and you would lift your hand? Let me see your hand. You believe you would. Yeah, you believe you would sell everything you had, give it to the poor. You believe that you would. If it was true and it was the word of the Lord. But how many believe that's what Christ was really asking this guy? Do we believe that that's really what Christ was asking this guy was, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all you have because somehow selling everything you have makes you perfect? 
makes you righteous, makes you redeemed. Somehow offering your son Isaac on an altar makes you holy. In the same way that he said to Abraham, put your son on an altar and offer him up. In the same way that he, he didn't want Isaac. He didn't want his son. To, yeah, I got the names right. Somebody looked at me funny and I thought I got the names wrong. He didn't want Isaacs. He didn't want Isaac dead. He wanted Isaac alive. In the same way, he doesn't want your possessions gone. He wants your possessions used for his cause. That's what he was saying to this young ruler. He wasn't telling him, go get rid of everything that you have. What he was trying to do was find out, would you do that? What kind of choice will you make? Will you choose to believe me, to believe that before you ever even give them away, I'm going to increase them and you'll still be able to minister to the poor. You'll still be able to minister to the needy and you'll still be able to walk with me. It's how we interpret the choices that are given to us. Sometimes when we interpret them, if we're not careful, we interpret the choices that are put in front of us. We interpret those, Haley, as though it is a choice that says, listen, if you want me, God's saying, if you want me, then your life, you're going to have to give up everything that's pleasurable to you and good. I can tell you right now, let me tell you a story about my life. I have this thing that they call GERD. Some of you probably have it too. We share that together. So everything that I love to eat, I'm not supposed to eat. I, I love hot sauce. I love it. The hotter, the better. I mean, I eat it. I, would, I don't now, but I did. I would eat it, and I love it. And I would eat everything. I like brisket and all that fat ribbon in it. And I like a ribeye with that fat ribbon, and I don't skip the fat ribbon. I eat it because that's where all the flavor is. Give me that fat ribbon. I'll take two fat ribbons with that ribeye. Because I love it. How many love it? You know what I'm talking about. It's just so good. And I love spicy. Anything spicy. Anything spicy. Doesn't matter what it is. I love tacos and burritos. Enchiladas. Chimichangas. <laughs> and I take that sauce and I put it on there, man, and I throw it all out there. And I'm, oh, man, I just, it just was everything. And I would eat that. And then suddenly I realized about a year ago, I was telling my wife every night, man, I was eating Pepsi AC and, and what's the other stuff? Uh, Tums. Because I couldn't get anything to wear. I was eating it like candy, man. I was taking those things three or four at a time, just cramming them down my throat. I, I'm hurting so bad in my chest, I can't hardly breathe. Every day, and it never went away. And I'd get up and I'd eat some. I'd take my vitamin, I'd eat some Tums. Take my vitamin, I'd eat some Pepsi AC. And it was just over and over, and I couldn't bear it. Finally, went to the... Went to the doctor, and anyway, he told me what's going on down there. So they put me on this little thing that I take that's supposed to, you know, it's like every pill. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Please just walk with me. Seems like I've gotten on a rabbit trail, but it, and, and it is, but it's, it's going to find its way back. But they put me on a pill, you know, like every good pill that they tell you to take. It's like, it's going to help this, but then you're going to have this and this and this and this. And I always have that. I wish they wouldn't tell me, if you're going to take this, these are the side effects, because then I might not have them. But as soon as they say, you're going to have headaches, it's like, oh my gosh, my head hurts so bad. <laughs> I haven't even taken it yet. My head's already hurting. Just thinking about a headache makes my head hurt. But now I have to choose. Listen, my breakfast of choice every single day, you know me, those of you that know me know for years and years and years and years, my, you could tell me what my breakfast was. Every morning I get up two fried eggs, every single day, every day, two fried eggs, olive oil, perfection, <laughs> stick my fork on that, so, done so well the fork, the, just the weight of the fork will almost cut through the egg, oh, it's just perfect, the yolk is not runny, I don't like live chickens in my eggs. 
So I cook them all good. Eat that egg. So good. And then I couldn't eat eggs. It was one of the worst things for me to eat. And I was like, so I had to make a choice. Do I give up what I love? And stop burning. No chimichangas. No tacos. No eggs. No Tabasco. No cinnamon rolls. <laughs> no ribeyes with a ribbon of fat on the side. Do I give up what I love and suffer, keep suffering through this? Or do I say enough is enough? So you know what I did? I didn't have eggs for a long time. I had two eggs this morning. It was so <laughs> My wife left. She came to church before me, man. I got that frying pan out. <laughs> I repent. I did. But it's been a long time because I can't. I know what I, so, but point being, point being, how did I get on there? I just, just get on there. Forgive me. This is a short message. But I had to choose. I had to choose. And I had to say, you know, what's best for me? And you know what? It's, again, it's not about, it's not that I don't believe that God can heal me. I believe he is healing me, but I believe he's healing me through wisdom. He can heal me miraculously or he can heal me through wisdom. And it takes a little longer. Wisdom just takes a little longer. That's why it's called wisdom. It takes longer to get it. So he's healing me through wisdom, and I'm making better choices. And I, I don't even remember the last time I had a Tabasco sauce. And now I don't, I don't miss it anymore. I haven't had a soda in three years. I did have a McDonald's French fry last week. But, that, I, <laughs> but I have to choose. And I don't always succeed as well as I want to. But then, but then my point again, my point is that night I'm going to pay a price. Or that afternoon I'm going to pay a price. Because I'm going to have a burning that feels like someone has stuck a hot iron rod in my chest. And I can't get rid of it. So I have to choose. And I've, honestly, I've chosen well. My wife will tell you, I've chosen well. We've changed our diet. She's even changed hers to help me. We've changed our diet. And worked to be able to get that where it needs to be. Point being, again, this is about choice. And, the, and, and what the father's not doing is he's not... It, the choice that I have to make isn't... If I look at it like, oh my gosh, i got to give up eggs. <laughs> I have eggs every morning. If I look at it from that perspective, I'm missing the point. Oh man, I can't eat a ribeye with a side of fat ribbon. If I look at it like that, it's the wrong perspective. But if I look at it like... If I choose right, first of all, first of all, let me think about what his plan was for me before the beginning of time. He, I was predestined a son before the foundation of the world. So he had a plan for me. And if I want to fulfill that plan, I need to take care of this temple. So I'm going to choose to not look at it like, oh, I'm losing an egg and I'm going to say, wow, I'm gaining life. I'm gaining life. I'm gaining opportunity. This thing, I've got to see this differently. And what this young ruler had to see was, I'm not losing money. I'm gaining the Christ. I'm gaining the Christ. And the value, if I were, to, if I were able to put Christ on this side of the scale, and what I own on this side of the scale, Christ would always win. Because in Him... Fullness, as Kaylee said last week, fullness is available to me. 
in him. He has what makes eggs to me be like scalloped potatoes. In him, fullness is there. There's a young man. He's a singer that my wife really listens to a lot. I listen to him. Well, I listen to him a lot too because she does. But um, he's really good. And his name is Torrin Wells. And I don't know if any of you are familiar with Torrin Wells, but he's he's a gospel singer. But he said something. I heard him. I caught an interview of his about three weeks ago, and I wrote down one of the things that he said in there. And it was related to one of the songs that he sings, and I'm not sure which one it is, but all of you except for me will probably know which song. But he made this statement in the interview, and they asked him, the interviewer asked him, said, Torrin, can you tell us what, um, what it is that, uh, what God being eminent and transcendent means? He said, because you sing about it in whichever song it is, and it says you sing about that, but can you tell us in a sentence what that means? And when he made his statement, I thought, I was awakened to really seeing in a sentence what it would have taken me a paragraph to describe. And this is what he said. Torrance said, God is both transcendent and imminent, meaning he is bigger than all things, yet he is in the midst or close to all things in your life. In other words, picture this with me. He said, He's imminent because he is bigger than everything. So let me take a, this microphone. He is imminent because he is bigger than everything. This microphone represents everything you could possibly imagine. He's bigger than all of that. Therefore, he is imminent. But he is, I mean transcendent. He is transcendent because he's bigger than everything. But he is imminent because even though he's bigger than that, He's right in the middle of that. He is both all over it and within it at the same time. I thought that was powerful. So when I think about choices and that Christ came with choice, He brought us choice. He gave us the opportunity to make choices and it wasn't so that He could get in front of us and He could say, okay, Steve, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay before you these two options today and you're going to choose. I really hope you choose well. Now, that's not the nature of Christ. I really hope you do well. What the nature of Christ is, is I'm going to bring you a choice, and I want you to understand why you choose what you choose. Don't just choose because you're passionate about it, or because you think it tastes good, or looks good, or feels good, or gives you a moment of pleasure, whatever it might be. But choose because it's the right thing. And I want you to consider, Steve, What it is that you're choosing. And one of your choices is that you can receive me or you can receive that thing. If you receive me, most of what you're passionate about, in fact, everything in you, at the root, desires me. So in truth, if you choose me, then righteousness will become the very thing that you will want and you'll find what you thought you were leaving me for, you will find that it's actually probably in me. Am I making sense? You're trying to get what you want outside of me, but the greatest measure of what you want isn't found outside of me. The greatest measure of what you're looking for is if you choose me. Are you getting that this morning? So, 
we all have a choice to make. We all have choices to make every single day. And especially in this generation, I think that there's such a loss. When I say this generation, this particular moment, I'm not talking about this generation of youth or this generation of mature adults or any particular age group. I'm talking about anyone living today. The current living generation. This generation has come to a place where the choices that Christ brings to us seems like a, it's all, this is right and this is wrong. Seems like it's a, either a life or death. And I understand the scriptures and I get them. And we'll get into those another time if we need to. But it really isn't that. There is life and there is death with the choices that we make. But that isn't the focus of Christ. The focus of Christ isn't reminding you every day, if you do this, you live. If you do that, you die. The focus of Christ every day is that you get to know Him so that you find out that all living is found within Him. He's not interested in saying to you, do all of these things and you're going to die because He's not a downer God. He's more interested in saying, if you will just get to know me, and you will put, set your TikTok down, set your Twitter down, set your Facebook down, set those things that distract you down, set those aside that you think are so important, if you will get to know me, you're going to find out that I'm better than TikTok. There's more value in me than the stock market. My treasury is so full. Getting to know me doesn't mean you have to be poor. Doesn't mean you have to be sick. Doesn't mean you have to go through things. But getting to know me, when you get to know me, if you do go through things, the good news is you don't go through those things on your own. And when you get to know Christ, when we choose, he came with choice. He said, I want you to choose me. When, when he came with that choice, if we choose him, what we have to understand, what we have to come to know, Liz, is that if I choose Christ, he's on my side. And he wants me to succeed. He wants me to be well. He wants me to hear clearly. He wants me to see with clear eyes. He wants me to have vision. He wants me to have hope. Do you hear me this morning? He came with choice. Certainly, He came to set us free from sin. But in the middle of all of that, when you get into the middle of who Christ is, there's so much more than simply being set free from sin. There is an entire thing we call the kingdom found within Christ and if we can lay hold of that he will change our lives forever stand with me if you would please honey please join me I want to do this this morning because I don't know we're going to sing that song again let the line where you guys can I'm going to sing the best I can but my voice is actually uh, vacating my th vocal cords but um what I want to do this morning is I'm not going to call anybody out. I don't want to call anybody out because you know where you're at. But there's choices that need to be made today. It doesn't matter what generation you are. It doesn't matter if you're a younger generation or you're the older generation. But I'm going to tell you, Christ, He came. He wants you to choose Him. Because everything you're ever going to need, everything you're ever going to want is going to be found in Him. And if somehow you've lost sight of that, repent this morning. Repent this morning.
so that he can restore you again to the fullness of the relationship that he meant for you before you were before the foundation of this world was ever even made because he predestined you to be a son he said you're my son you're my kid the father said you're my kid you're my son you're my daughter and you really matter to me and the choices you make matter to me and I'm not going to make choices for you I'm going to give you an opportunity to make a choice but I want you to choose me because everything you're searching for is found in me So if you need to repent, I want you to repent. And I want you to let him heal your heart. I want you to let him refocus the things that you choose. Father, today I lift my voice over this people. And I join with my wife and I join with the heavens today. And I lift my voice over every man and every woman and every child that's in this building today. Those who are watching online today. And I pray that every single person heard the words that you put in my mouth to speak today. Let them not fall on a single deaf ear, but let every ear hear what it is that you wanted to say today. And if I did not say all that you wanted to say, Father, let them by the Spirit have heard it. If I said more than you wanted me to say, then let their ears be turned deaf to the things that weren't meant to be said. But let what you wanted to be said today be said into the hearing and the soul and the heart of every single man and woman. May we be changed today. May we be changed today. May we we find our fullness in choosing you. May we find our fullness, Father, in choosing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's sing. Let's sing. God of Jacob, great I am. King of angels, son of man. Voice of many waters, song of heaven's throne. Louder than the thunder. Make your glory known. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Let the lion 
way of the Lord, prepare the way, prepare the way of the Lord, oh valley, be raised up, oh mountain, be made low, oh valley, be raised up, oh mountain, be made low, oh valley, be raised up, oh mountain, be made low, oh valley, be raised up, oh mountain, be made low. can make a choice today we can choose we can choose to walk out of here like we didn't hear anything at all or we can choose to walk out of here like the Holy Spirit spoke to us and gave us an opportunity I hope we all walk out of here knowing that we've been given an opportunity let's choose well turn around look at somebody say choose well and if you're not been say this say if you haven't been choosing well it's a great time to start Great time to start. He gave us opportunity to start. Everybody say hello to my grandbaby. <laughs> Love you. Bless you. Have an amazing week this week.